Welcome to Younger Older. I'm your host, Dave Wager, here in the Silver Birch Ranch studios on the campus of the Nicolay Bible Institute. And Younger Older is a time where we get together and talk to somebody of a different generation, only I'm breaking the rules a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk with Mike, who is actually a missionary in Venezuela and has been. You, you were born in Venezuela, right? I was. I was. My parents went to Venezuela in 1953. There you go. So you were born there, raised there in many respects, and back and forth to the United States. And, and so you're a lifer down there. Are you a dual citizen? I am. I am. I have two passports. And so uh, uh, I can go to jail in both countries. There you go. And which, <laughs> which, uh, which how do you decide which one to use? It, it, whichever when I'm leaving uh, the United States, I leave on my U.S. passport. Okay. And when I leave Venezuela, I leave on my Venezuelan passport. And that doesn't confuse anyone? No, and other than, <laughs> unless, unless you have their computer. When you look at my, my passport and how it's stamped, it shows me leaving and coming, but it never shows where I've been. Oh, okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Is that a benefit? No. Well, I, if I was maybe doing something nefarious maybe no, it would be but it, it it i don't think it's any help at all yeah well i have dual citizenship too uh, heaven and here amen uh, and why well, <laughs> actually, actually yeah, i so have triple. three so uh, but i'm thinking i don't have a passport for that but i you know anyway yeah. it's my claim to fame is that i can be in uh, citizens of two places and we do have a passport we have god's uh, holy there spirit you go. okay good enough um you know uh, mike you how long have you been down there now i mean how old are you uh, I choose, you know, I'm I'm identifying as a as a much younger person. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, how many years have you been in Venezuela? As an actual missionary, uh, we went down as a missionary in January of 1981. Okay. I was born in '55. It's no big secret. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're actually a, a bit older than I am. Yes. So I'm the young guy today. Right, right, right. right, right yeah. Not much, just one year, but <laughs> you, you are a little bit older. And you went down, did you go down as a, a, new, a newlywed? How did, you, how did you decide to go back? You grew up there. Your parents were there. Yes. Did you feel stuck? I mean, was this something you had to do or, or what happened? Actually, no. Uh, although I wrestled with it a little later on, I, I remember people asking dad, you know, why do you have so many kids? I'm one of, I'm one of 10. Okay. Uh, and they would say, well, Joe, you, why, why do you have so many kids? And dad would always laugh and say, well, I can't, have not been able to get anybody to come down and help me in the jungle. <laughs> so I'm just going to raise my own help. There you go. So he started out at, as w when all of his kids were very young. We were helping with literacy class. We were just working in the village with him, uh, doing supply runs as we got, I was, probably 13 years old and I'm running down the the Orinoco River just me and a couple of Yanomama guys to go down and get our our six months of supplies and stuff so we learned responsibility very early and dad just included us in the work and I've always been very grateful for that because uh, we always knew that uh, that that's what I wanted to do well but after I came back and went to Bible school and boot camp and language school I actually met uh, a girl in in uh, in the final phase of the training, and and uh, uh, we got interested in each other. But w she was in her final phase, and I so was I. And the uh, the regulation, the policy is, is that if you get married after you've gone through the training, you have to go back through as a married couple. Oh man! Well, we were sharing that with your your dad as yeah. he was doing our premarital counseling. Yeah, he was your pastor. He was or our pastor. Her pastor. Her pastor. Yeah, her yes. Pastor. Yeah. And so we're sharing that with him, and and he he actually taught at uh, the Bible school where Renee had gone. He right. was he, he had a, a class there. Sure. He, he was a teacher there. And so he 
he said, well, he said, you guys, he said, I think every situation should should be a little bit unique and and knowing how you grew up and where you want to work he said I would we would be we would be honored to send you out from our church as as our uh, as our missionaries he said you know that's the way the uh, God originally designed it was that the church right. sent out missionaries right. and he said we would we would love to do that and so that's how that's how Renee and I went out we were married he married us on the, the 13th of September okay. 1980 January I think the 20th or something like that we right. were in Venezuela wow so uh, very very green missionaries out there because being down there as a missionary was a was a lot different than being down there as an MK now, uh, Renee, she grew up here at camp, and she was, uh, you know, I knew her well as a kid because she was part of our youth group and that kind of thing. Peg, you got married in January, you said? No, in September. September uh, in 80. I got married in March in 80. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, we've been married about the same time. It, it, of course, Renee is now with the Lord. That was a tough, tough stuff that went on down in the jungle. Now, let me just set it up for people. There's, you know, people like yourself, you, you love the people of the country you're going to. You love the fact that God's using you to, to tell them about his love. And as you're in that position, you would think God would put his hand upon you and keep you safe at all times. Right, right. You do think that. Yeah. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, is, is I've seen that. I, my brother fell out of a tree, and we went back and looked at it later on. And he fell. The top of the tree broke out with him, and he fell at least 80 feet. And uh, it'd be easier to list the bones that that were not broken rather than the ones that you know that, right. that were. And the major artery running down his into his foot was severed, and there was just blood everywhere. And he was carried by a little Yanomama guy down this mountain into a boat, and they paddled down back down river. And and the long story short, took them once they got down to where they got the first first aid. Um, they they just kept going down by river 48 hours to get to the to the to the hospital and and he made it i mean it's it's a super long story but but you know knowing all of that and my sister drank a big slug of kerosene the doctor said she wouldn't make it through the night and just over and over and over we saw god do so many incredible miraculous things and yet the funny thing was when i walked into that hospital room and saw renee in a coma it was like I just I heard a voice. She's not going to make it, yeah. and I I begged the Lord. I reminded Him of all the miracles that I've seen Him do for us. I reminded Him of all the miracles I've seen Him do. You know, read sure. about in the Bible, and 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 yet it, it was just for some reason, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Uh, it was it was a no, and that really bothered me for a while. It, yeah. it, I have to be honest and say it really did bother me. Why did God give me a no? But you know, it, if you think about it. Uh, James was the first, you know, the first sure. disciple put in put in jail, and he was taken out and beheaded. Yeah. And uh, then later on, Peter is in jail. It doesn't exactly. It was fairly close together, though, right. enough so that the, both families are, you know, they know what's going on. Yeah. And an angel comes in, kicks Peter awake, and and uh, and walks him out all these locked yeah. doors and out. Can you imagine how James's family? must yeah. have must have must have what they must have thought absolutely well why not us right. you know and that's that's a human human tendency and i remember really battling with that and one night i was i was uh, just i decided i was going to read the bible from cover to cover like you would a novel yeah. just to try to get the big picture and and uh i came to the part in job where job says uh 
and many such plans he has in store for me. And when I think about him, I'm terrified. And I thought, wow, yeah. you know, I could so relate to that. I just, that was exactly what I was going through. Right. And I, I remember putting the Bible, it was about 11 o'clock at night, and I put the Bible down, and uh, some friends had loaned me a, a, a condo on, uh, in, in uh, Michigan City. Mm-hmm. And, and as I'm, I was there up on the ninth floor, you know, totally quiet, but I woke up and I thought I heard a voice and it woke me up out of a fairly sound sleep. And it, and it, it was like I could hear this voice saying, that's Job is man talking, right? but I have plans for you. Right. And I remember there was a Bible verse that said that, but I had chosen a, a Bible with absolutely no helps whatsoever uh-huh. because I didn't want to be distracted by, sure. you know, getting off on a rabbit trail, finding, you know, I just wanted to read God's word as, as clearly as, you know, as quickly as I could to get a big picture. And so I'm looking frantically looking for this verse that I know is there. And I know, I remembered it was in the Old Testament. I thought it was in one of the major prophets. So I start with Isaiah and I'm looking and looking and looking. And I finally did find it. it took me three or four hours to find it, just yeah. without a concordance. I hear you. Just, yeah. just found it. And it was in Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you. And God goes on to say they're good plans. They're plans with, a, with, a, with a, uh, um, I forget the exact words. I'm, I'm right. having a senior moment here. Yeah, right. But, uh, you know, with, 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 a, with a hope. And, and so it really was God, I felt like God telling me, um, Job is man talking, but this is what I have for you. And that really was a, a, a moment that I look back on as, as a real healing time. Do I, do I, do I understand it? No, I, I, I really don't. But can I trust God for it? Yes, yes I can. And I think, you know, we all know so many verses and, and uh, Romans eight twenty eight. all things work together for good. Now when, when it's good things happening, yeah, it sounds boy, I, good. I believe that 100%. But when it's bad things happening, it's 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 a little bit it's a little bit rougher, yeah. and then you know, the, uh, Paul goes on to say, we walk by faith, yeah. not by sight. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, you know it's interesting, Mike, because I actually remember that time period. I remember talking to you. I it's funny because I don't remember a lot of things in life. I mean, I can't <laughs> find my car keys half the time. But I, I remember talking to you, and seeing the the pain. Yeah. And I and I. You know, I think that if you love deeply, you also will will be in pain deeply. The two go together. You cannot love and not be in pain. No. You can't. No, it's I impossible. agree. I, I agree. So um, I always tell young people, enjoy the pain. It, it comes along with the yes. love. Yeah. And everyone you love one day will be separated from you for a while. Yes. Until God corrects the whole thing and we're all out of here together. Amen. So Amen. Um, get used to it. It's yeah. what happens. And it's far worse never to love in the first place. I would agree 100%. Yeah. I would agree. Not only that, I, I use the example all the time of you taking a Bible, just reading it. I, I tell people, because one of my favorite little ditties, if you want to call it, is I tell people all the time, are you disappointed with God? And yes. Then I just say, you don't know him. Hmm. Now, the answer is to get to know him. And they look at me like, that's not an answer. Yes, it is. Yeah. I would I would agree one hundred percent. So it's fun. So young people come to me. I'm angry at God. My my answer right now is, well, you don't know him then. I'm I'm disappointed with God. You don't. Sorry, you don't know him. Yeah, yeah. They say, is that the only thing you ever say? It, it's like, <laughs> you know what? That's where it starts. Yeah. Because if you can know him, then you realize his plans are so 
far beyond yours. You, you've got to get to the understanding that you don't understand before you can understand. Yeah. And it, that's just the way life relates. I can read that passage. I pulled it up here. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future mm. and a hope. Amen. Yeah. And then goes on, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. See, yeah. it's like when you realize that, yeah. here's what you'll do. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and so that you're just demonstrating that, that that's what yeah, happened. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh it was it was actually it was actually a real a real relief to to come to that to come to that realization. And I think subconsciously in the back of my mind I always I I did know that, but it it really and and I have to even say that there's been so many times where because I I, I grew up in a Christian home and, you know, heard my dad preach and, you know, right. it just, so many things just almost came naturally. Absolutely. And I, I, I'm care I'm, I'm trying to be careful how I word that because I don't want to give somebody the wrong impression. Right. But you get so used to it and you know it, but, and there were times when, when, you know, I would find answers in God's word for something I was struggling with and I'd go, I'd, you know, I could back up my decisions with, with Bible verses and always really tried to make sure that, that what I was doing was biblical and that, that, that I was following God's will for my life and really searching out God's will. Like you know, we were talking about Renee, you know, when right. we decided to go, go as missionaries together, we really got before the Lord and, and, uh, and really, uh, felt like we knew his mind uh, for us. Yeah. And I'm sure, I'm actually positive we did. I'm positive we did. Yeah. But that night or that morning, early pre-dawn hours of the morning, when I found that verse, it was it was a first time in my life anyway that I felt like God spoke to me personally. Right. I mean, it was so incredibly personal. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's 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 honestly hard to describe. Right. But that was a start of saying, "Okay, God, you know, it's good. Yeah. It, it's good." Yeah. So I can remember moments like that so many times in ministry. I remember uh, when nine eleven happened, and mm. it was just a really strange time in our country, as as you know. And um, w what was interesting to me is that it, it, everything became difficult to do. Mm. And people quit giving. Mm. And we run a ministry here that's, that's dependent upon giving and that kind of thing. And I can remember, I, I can, we were in debt. We were so far and unable to pay our bills. I was sitting talking to God in my office one day. And um, I was just saying, God, you know, I don't see a way out of this. I don't see that we're going to be open anymore. Hmm. I can't. I can't understand how this is going to happen, and and I'm I'm telling God this. I'm saying there, there's no way that this deficit can be met by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. uh, I think God probably had a little grin on yeah, his face, like, yeah. "Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, way to go, Dave." And and I can remember sitting there, and and again, there's no audible voice or anything, but I think oftentimes God puts things right through our minds because again, I grew up like you did. My dad was a pastor. I knew all this stuff. I, right. You're not going to tell me any doctrine that I didn't know right. intellectually. Right, exactly. So I'm sitting there, and it was almost like a voice said, so whose ministry is this? Well, it's yours, God. Then why don't you act like it? Mm. Amen. Amen. And I'm, and I'm sitting there going, I have no answer. <laughs> oh, then yeah. I must not think it's yours. Yeah. You see, and, and, and then, it, the, unfortunately, the little voice in my head just kept going like, so if I want to close it, my prerogative, right? Well, yeah, 
well, then why are you acting upset? Mm. Amen. And I'm sitting there thinking, God, wait a minute. This isn't how Americans work. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know what? It was really a precious time because it came out of that. And by the way, by the end of that year, miraculously, everything was paid and we were in, in the black. And, and I just could not believe that it actually happened. Yeah. I, and I couldn't have told you how it was going to happen. And I think God just withheld until I had that moment uh, where I had to learn something. And he's faithful enough to give us those moments where you have to learn something. And uh, to this day, there's a line from that. You might think I'm a guy of lines. I am. I, I love to help people think. So I love asking questions and going mm -hmm. on. So um, if somebody comes to me and they're very worried, and, and, and you might appreciate this, and I, I, would, I would say, do you think that you know, God loves you? Yes. Then act like it. And then I walk away. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's all. And then yeah. they come chasing you. Like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, you you act like he doesn't. Like you're being punished by him for everything. And like, you, you know, I mean, honestly, yeah. or or even, you know, that in your journey, I mean, you'll understand this, I think, as well. That when someone gets sick and they get well and they come and they say God is good, I I turn away and I always struggle with that because I have friends who died, mm. and God is good. But I've realized you don't use the word good because it needs a comparison. And even Jesus, when we used the word good with him, when they did, he rebuked them. Right. Because good always has to have a comparison, and there's no comparison to God. So really, God is right. He's not good. But because he's right, he's good. I mean, it, it, as weird as that sounds. But the, the bottom line really is, I, I think it's a struggle that all of the people listening need to go through, where you realize, you know what? get yourself in a right mind frame as far as what life is really about this life is going to end yeah and yeah. and god will correct the evils one day yeah in eternity for those who are in his family so get in his family enjoy god and go on and our i think our biggest problem is is we are so focused to right now everything that happens to me right now. I can I can remember a little of the past. I can dream of the future, but my, I'm really focused on right now. Right. So everything that's happening to me, it's good or bad or, you know, it's hurting, it's painful, it's I'm rejoicing. But God is outside of time. Oh, yeah. God is outside of time. And and I think something that, that I'm realizing, slowly beginning to realize, is that the friendships, the, the bonds, everything that, that we're creating, uh, making now, they're going to continue out through eternity. Exactly. And yeah. and uh, and so something that that maybe isn't how I wanted it to happen right now. When I do get to to heaven, I'm going to totally understand it, and then it is going to be good. You know, right. it's we're gonna we're gonna see it then, and right. we're gonna understand it then. And I've been thinking a lot about this. I think one of our favorite pastimes in heaven is we're gonna sit around and we're gonna we're gonna be connecting the dots. Yeah. with people we're gonna say oh that was you right okay you know and it's gonna all of a sudden things are gonna things are gonna just click and we're gonna understand what god was doing yeah. um and i sh i know you know this in the in the, the christian uh family it's a very small world many times yeah. you'll meet somebody who knows this person who who d did this and and it it really is just a a, a foreshadow of of how we're all gonna be so totally connected when we when we do get to heaven and it's going to be it's going to be great yeah and yeah. you know when when uh you were talking about you know we know we all I, you know, i've got family you know and we all have people that we've prayed for that have not made it 
as far as we're concerned. And and yet, you know, Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus. They said, hey, Jesus, your best friend is sick. Yeah. And uh, and it just seemed like Jesus was very calloused yeah. to their to their to their plead. Yeah. And and uh, you could even say that he just said no. Right. And so finally he he gets up and he says, OK, he said, uh, uh, we need to go. Lazarus is asleep. Yeah. And they said, well, if he's asleep, he's getting better. Yeah. And, and Jesus and, probably smiled. Yeah, yeah. And, and he said, well, he's actually, he died. Yeah. So he, they get there. Martha comes running up, falls at his feet, and, and uh, says, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not die. And I love Jesus' answer because he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And that's that's our promise today. Yeah. That's our promise. Regardless of what we're going through, Jesus is the resurrection and life. He conquered death. And and we have that hope now that, uh, you know, we, we're parted. But one day God is going to is going to uh, show and we're going to we're going to know as as we are known. Yeah. And it's going to be a beautiful time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I, I, I often think sometimes I'll sit and list things that God doesn't have that I have <laughs> because I keep thinking, I keep making myself more into God. Mm. And and when I do this, I realize how little I have. Yes. For example, I, one of the things I always list is, is God has no perspective. And because perspective, you need an angle. You need a, he sees everything the way it is. So right. there's, the word doesn't work. Right. And I'm thinking that's all I've got is perspective. He has none and I and that's all I can give him. And and so often our perspective is totally wrong. Yeah. Totally wrong. Absolutely. Yeah. I was talking to one of our staff directors this morning about uh she was one of the young people that she'd been working with all summer. Um she said, Boy, this person actually is responding. And I said, You didn't think they would? No. Not of all people, no. Hmm. You know, I hmm. thought, yeah. Story time, what, years ago there was a group that came up, they were uh, uh, from a certain area in the Chicago area, very uh, deprived area, inner city, kind of gang ridden, that kind of thing came up. And now that's not totally foreign to me. Um, the church that Renee came from originally was in the Lawndale area of Chicago, which is a gang ridden area. Moved to Berwyn, but it right, originally was right. in Lawndale. And so uh, my dad was always an inner city kid, so to him that was life right. um, at times. and. And I said, you know, so I'm speaking to this group, which I've spoken to a lot of times. And after about the second time, I can't remember how many times, I went to the leader of it. His name was Ray. I said, Ray, I, I'm not connecting. you got to find somebody else. I, 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 you know, these kids aren't listening to me at all. Mm-hmm. And he goes, why do you think that? I said, well, I'm talking, and they're, they're looking at each other, falling asleep. Their eyes are shut. Their hats are pulled over their heads. You know, I mean, I just... No other reasons other than the fact that nobody's listening. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, you're wrong. So what do you mean I'm wrong? You should hear him talk later about what you've said. Hmm. You don't understand this group. That's how they listen. And I thought, yeah, I really don't. I mean, wow. that, that is yeah. really odd. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, you know, same thing. One day we might be standing before the king and the king say, remember that time you thought you were totally worthless in what you were doing? Yeah, well, I was using that, thanks. There's mm. somebody watching you over there, uh, three three steps away from you, but they, they were watching you, and I had it set up so they had to be there. And I'm thinking, right. you know, that there will be so many times. In Romans, I forget where, maybe you remember, it, it tells us that God's ways are beyond tracing. They're beyond, yeah. 
So when you look back, if you can trace it, it probably isn't really you. Right. It, it right. probably isn't really good. I mean, it's, right. it's because when God does it, a, a God with no perspective, it's hard to trace it. Exactly. I, I, I agree. And speaking of listening, um, you had asked me before if I ever, you know, uh, about going to the mission field, sure. it, you know, and and uh, I always, you know, I always knew I, I wanted to, but after after uh, graduate, you know, finishing um, all the training, I, I floundered because I, I really wanted to fly. That was my that was my dream, and I thought I could serve the Lord flying. And so, uh, uh, Renee and I were dating, and and uh, I f- I forget how long it had gone on. Uh, and finally, she she told me she gave me she gave me back my ring that I had given her, and she oh. said, uh, she said, well, she said, uh, you talk a good missionary, but unless you really give your heart to the Lord, you'll never make it. And that shocked me so much, and and yet I was too proud to to uh, beg her to stay, you know. Right. To, so sure. uh, so she said, well, I'm going to go up and I'm going to spend the summer at Silver Birch, and we were we were in Florida, and she said, I'm going to go up and spend the summer at Silver Birch. And and I've got a position up there at the at the camp. And after the summer, I'm going to join my sister in Mexico, uh, working as a missionary. And she said, "If you ever get your act together, and to be honest, unless you really get before the mm-hmm. Lord and make things right, you never are gonna gonna get it, sure. get your act together. But if you ever get your act together with the Lord, look me up." Yeah. She said. Uh, she said, I'll, "You know," and she left. And yeah. I thought, "Wow, well, you know." And I was still working at the airport as a apprentice mechanic and I was still getting flight lessons and and uh, it was funny God can use anything at his disposal that he cares to use and in my case he used a dream I came in late or actually about 2 a.m. from work and we had pulled almost pulled an all-nighter trying to get this Piper Seneca back in the air and and uh, um, I fell asleep and I had this dream I was in heaven I was actually watching God judged the nations, and this big group of Yanomama guys came in, and they walked right by me, and 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 I listened. I could listen as as the, a, a search was made sure. for their names, and then they were they were they were told they they did not have a part. They had to leave, mm-hmm. and they walked back past right past me, and the head guy turned around and looked at me. He walked over to where I was standing, and tears running down his face, he said, "Mike, Mike Ewa," he said, "Where were you?" You knew my language. You knew my culture. I didn't. I never heard any of this, mm. and uh, I actually started crying, trying to tell him that I was always going to come. I just wanted to fly, fly. Right. And I started crying, and I realized how lame of an excuse that was. Right. And uh, I woke up, and I was still in bed. And wow, was I ever grateful! I got right down beside that bed that that early morning on my knees and I said, God, <laughs> you know, here I am. Yeah. I really want to be used. And then that was that was um, probably April of 80. I called uh, called Renee and said, hey, if there's a place at camp for me, I'd like to I'd like to join you for the cool. summer. So uh, good came up. Well, you know, Mike, I, it, we've got a lot more to talk about. We're going to do that in another half here, another uh, segment of Younger Older. So I appreciate you hanging around and coming and actually doing this with me. I so enjoy talking to a, a fellow um, soldier, believer, just somebody who says, you know, I want God to use me. And that's uh, you as a definition to me anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I thank our listeners for listening. And I invite you to go to silverbirchranch.org and see the programs that we offer to you. This is the program we call Younger, Older. 
and uh, we're trying to promote discussions between generations. And this time I'm the younger. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.